And welcome to Tuesday morning. The steakhouse is open. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden on a, uh, what will be a busy two hours, as it always is, on the biggest, baddest, most powerful signal, biggest stick in the city. Big stick energy. You know it. Uh, 92.9 the game, home of the Falcons, home of the Atlanta Hawks, both in the news yesterday, home of Atlanta United, where uh, Boom Yakamakis was at the Hawks game last night. So Star-studded event last night. Yeah. Looked like there was lots of folks there. How was it? Oh, the Hawks game last yeah. night was uh, it was a great game. And I had so much fun. I brought my son, mm-hmm. Bobby. And the difference when I bring my son without one of his buddies and when I bring him solo is that, like, there's no running around. And, there's like, we just sat and talked hoops for two and a half hours. That's a dream come true for I you. I know. My wife Honest was saying the goodness, same thing. That's so cool. I mean, three years ago, he didn't know, you know, the inside of an NBA, uh, you know. What anything. changed? Is it his friends were into it or just? I don't know. It's all my clean living that finally got some That's good to not happen. It. Yeah, no, it's definitely <laughs> not it. I, I don't, it, you know, it's just, it evolved. Like, you know, they'll say as a parent, you can't force it sometimes. So it happened. So That's it great. was, it was a, uh, the Clippers are, they're loaded, man. I mean, so I, I can tell you that. That's one of the best teams I've seen. Um, that's an NBA championship type team to watch. Hawks on with them all night. Quince Knight will be on to talk about it coming up in a few minutes. Kawhi Leonard is not being talked about as MVP. Why? I don't know. I mean, maybe everybody's still about the big guys, Embiid, and who's not going to win it now because of the injury, uh, and uh, Jokic. But Kawhi Leonard, one of the, I'll ask Mike Conti what he thinks, one of the top, God, I don't know, 15 players of all time, 20 players of all time. Dude, he is, he's ridiculous. Inside, outside, shooting threes, defense. Anyway, so uh, fun night, bad outcome, but uh, we'll talk some basketball at some point today as well. Let's get to 9 at 9 because I got a bunch of Raheem in there as well. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9 on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Steak just told you they lost to the Clippers last night. 149-144 was your final. Kawhi had 36, Harden 30 and 10 assists. Trey Young, your Eastern Conference Player of the Week with 25 points last night. Uh, Kawhi was your Western Conference Player. Yeah, I know. That's kind of set it up for last night. So uh, the Hawks, I think it was a 4-2 and two homestand wins over the Lakers yes. in Phoenix and Toronto. And what was their last win? And Golden State. So uh, four good wins, two losses. But, again, they still got a lot of ground to cover, given that record. So um, We had my neighbors went um, to the Hawks game, I want to say, against Saturday night, and was talking about that's their third or fourth game this year. Play defense or not, it's a great entertaining night. It's entertaining. Night. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, you can't argue with last night. I mean, I know we don't play deep. We don't have dogs that get after it on D. We just don't, and that's why this team is flawed. But it is entertaining in the whole product over at State Farm Arena. Hawks are at Boston on Wednesday. They're back home next Saturday if you want to make plans. Rockets are in town. Raheem Morris press conference. Watch the whole thing on Zoom. Everybody can, by the way. You can go to AtlantaFalcons.com. The whole thing is there. Just uh, you were there front and center state. A couple of takeaways from you. Well, let me just explain something. Um, It was in Mercedes-Benz Stadium where they normally do the press conferences. And here's the interesting dynamic about a press conference like that. Um, and I don't think it's any different than most cities. The, the 40 or 50 media members are not supposed to be fans. In many cases, media members resent the teams they cover or they're trying to be tough on them. 
I mean, their job is not to be a cheerleader, right? Right. So then you have to the left all of Raheem's family, right? So it's his wife, right. his kids, his brother-in-laws, his parents, and all that. So you have this dichotomy of folks who are applauding, you know, sure. and then you have the media that's supposed to be, you know, uh, have no emotion towards it. So the first thing Raheem comes, he comes out is, I, I don't know why it's, I, I think most, the Braves may be a little more upbeat, just the nature of the summertime and everything else. But I think most introductory press conferences, media members are pretty stoic. And I thought it was funny that Raheem is like, what's the matter with y'all? Because we were all sitting there. The vibe there there was not. I mean, that's why I'm asking you what it was like in the room where it happened. Because, uh, first of all, David Beatles talks. I'm like, I've never seen him before in my life. That's on me. Um, and then, well, Arthur then Blank fa- is sick. Fa- is Arthur, sick. That's right. why Beatles so that's what I was meant. up there. It was a weird dynamic in the room. But um, I mean, most press conferences, I don't know. They're not, you know, you're not in front of alumni when a college guy, or you're not in front of, you're in front of the media. The media by plus people don't know Raheem yet. Like that's Raheem. Arthur Smith was that not that guy. So you know, we've kind of been trained to like, what mood are they in today? And it was, you know, listen, somebody's been fired, and you're doing a press conference, and Arthur's not there, and there's well, just you know, a lot of strange. Well, I mean, they were fired a month ago, and that that didn't have anything to do with it. It's just whatever it, it, it is. Raheem Morris is one of the great communicators, one of the most loquacious, one of the most uh, connective people that you've ever been around. He's tremendous at it. He has a tremendous. Uh, personality that's incredibly engaging. But, I mean, the media is there to ask questions about quarterbacks and coordinators, and that's, you know, so that's great. I, I think, Raheem, it's, it's it's wonderful to see that personality, but we'll talk about it later on. It doesn't mean anything. Right. It means It doesn't nothing. mean it. Yeah. You have to have players. I think he's the guy, though, you want in the building if you're starting a business. You know, if you would want him in Atlanta Eats. You talk, you know, that great book called The uh, Energy Bus, The Energy Vampires, that people just walk around the room, which, by the way, Stake, they did mention yesterday. Terry Fontenot talked about in that building needing a positive person in that building. Yeah. I mean, listen, I just talked to somebody very, very close to the team that said, uh, first of all, Arthur, Arthur Blank is fine. He's back at, in the office or work in the next uh, 48 hours, so not to worry about Arthur Blank's health. Yeah. And the other thing is how much the players liked Arthur Smith. They really liked Arthur Smith. Now, he didn't necessarily get along with the media and other folks, but they had his back, man. There's something about Arthur Smith. So there's two ways to do it. We don't see behind the scenes. You know, the, the administrative folks may have had it uh, uncomfortable. His assistant coaches, I've heard through the grapevine. Yeah, maybe he was maybe tough on him. Issues. I don't know. I, I've also heard the players loved him, but I think they're going to love Raheem Morris. I thought Raheem did great. I don't. I, there was no headline that came out of it. You're not going to start talking about quarterbacks. He tried to talk about his coordinators. I was, you know, nonplussed about Robinson and Lake, right? Yes. Talking about those guys. I don't know. What well, do you think? We don't know think? anything about him yet. I thought it was a 55 minutes of them saying nothing, and that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Were they supposed to tell us we're going to move up and draft Drake May, and here's what we're going to do at A? Like, that's not their job. The job was to win the room, which is what they did. They answered the questions. That's what they did. It was fine. Super Bowl 58, opening night, media night. You're going to hear some great stuff uh, coming up at 1020. There was an 11-year-old reporter that won the night by a long shot. By a long shot. So I'll st- the uh, the line. By the way, I looked again. Is still two 49ers I saw favored a one by two. and a half. But yeah, okay. So one and a half of mine this morning. The sharp money. What did Drew say yesterday? Sharp money's on the Chiefs right now. 
uh, given all the uh, numbers, backing up Pat Mahomes as an underdog. He's 12-1. and one. He's 14-3 and three in the playoffs. Obviously, you have the better person under center in the most important position. Um, I lean towards the 49ers, but uh, I think they're the most talented team, and I think Kyle Shanahan is going to get a ring, and I think so is Bosa, and so is Debo, and so is McCaffrey. At some point in their career, maybe it doesn't happen Sunday, but it is it is neck and neck, right? I mean, that, that number's not going to move a lot. I'm shocked that it's not the Chiefs being favored, just right. who the Chiefs are. The simple fact, though, of Mahomes versus Purdy. I mean, watching those two guys last night, they could not be more And opposite. what else do you have to see from Pat Mahomes? He just won Good in gracious. Buffalo. He just won in Baltimore. He is now in the top five quarterbacks of all time conversation. Um, and that's the most important position on the field. But I think the 49ers roster is better and I watched the Chiefs all year, so I'm the idiot that says I watched them all year, and they were not impressive many times this year. They were pretty impressive in Buffalo, and they were pretty impressive in Baltimore for sure. I agree. Sad, sad news this morning, you guys, especially those of us who love our country music. Toby Keith, who was diagnosed with stomach cancer in June of 22, passed away peacefully, according to his family, last night. Yeah, Stomach com- cancer, 62 years old. Yeah, got diagnosed in 22, I believe. And uh, if you see what he looked like as a big, burly. Do you know you he know, did three sold-out nights in Las Vegas December the 28th of 23? Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough deal. A lot of folks whose family uh, have been stricken by cancer can relate to seeing what he looked like at the end. Did not look like the same Toby Keith that... Uh, for the last 30 years, been entertaining. What folks. a great showman in concert. I've seen him a couple times. So, so good. Yeah, numbers are out on the Grammys also. Our uh, friend Tiffany Fallon, very close with him. I went to Florida State with her, and she's in his video. Uh, one of his, two, one or two of his videos, actually. So. Yeah. So, talk about the Grammys for a second, though, because oh. we didn't see each other. Tremendous night. The ratings are really great. A uh, lot of moments. It was the Tracy Chapman moment. It was the Killer Mike moment that was off camera, right? It was the Jay-Z moment. Joni Mitchell, uh, the tribute to Tina Turner. Billy Joel with a new oh song. I, it, they just they dominated. They just did a beautiful Grammy job. Grammy just dominated. They really did a great, great yeah, job. Great. So, uh, all right, when we come back, we'll talk to the head coach of the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And I'll ask him, like, Trey Young, what's up? What's your role as head coach in helping that guy not get snubbed anymore? Nine o'clock hour brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Steak and Sandra, head coach of the Hawks, six minutes away. Nine twenty-two. 
on the fastest two hours in radio. Thank you so much for being a part of the Steakhouse. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden, as we uh, get things cooking on a Tuesday. Tomorrow, it is National Signing Day. The only guy in America you want sitting next to you above everyone else. And that, of course, is Rusty Manziel. Perfect day, sure. Do you think he's going to pull a, I'm super busy with... um, National Signing Day is what I do for a living. I could not get to Rusty Rocks. Because he has been known to to use that excuse of how busy he is. Right, right, right. And I just don't want to see him come in here. I understand that this is, you know, like, uh, it's like CNN during a war, right? Or Fox News during an it's election. It's true. Now's your time to shine. Right. But, we got but, more ears on you. Yeah, but I, but Rusty Rocks is he's gonna what be defines solid. him. He's right? going to do great. He's going to do it. It's help what yeah, defines sure. him. So, Speaking uh, of fabulous days, you see the weather today and tomorrow? 61, wow. 59, not a cloud in the sky. Man. So beautiful. Beautiful day today, huh? So, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's been a nice little stretch of uh, warm weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, feels like with Braves headed to... Spring training, Northport, Northport. two big old Peachtree movers, packed them up yesterday on their way. So they have to report by Wednesday. Most of the pitchers, catchers, players are likely heading there right now to just kind of get acclimated, slash away from their families. And the first workout is next Thursday. It's one of the wonderful things about what we do for a living, right, is turning the page and moving on. And we got a new chapter that will play itself out. Last time we checked in with the Braves was a – just gut-wrenching end of the season once again against the hated Philadelphia Phillies. And sure enough, we dust ourselves off, get a few months, add some pieces. And it's uh, interesting with the Super Bowl being later. I mean, yeah. Super Bowl ends and baseball starts right. literally three days later. Yeah. We'll have news. And then we're in that stretch of March Madness and the Masters yeah. and uh, opening baseball. And I was kind of thinking about it yesterday watching Raheem Morris. Like, you know, I've been I've been to a lot of those press conferences, man. You know, we sat here after the Minnesota loss, after the Carolina loss, after the Arizona loss. You go on the road, you get blown out by the Bears and the Saints. And it's like, all right, time to turn that chapter. And and it's time for a whole new era of Falcons football. And sure enough, I think once we figure out who our quarterback is going to be, I think by the time you and I get to training camp and flowery branch, which is not that far off, I know. You know what they say as you get older, the years go by, you know, it's a slow uh, groove, and then you get old like us, and it's like, wow, that stuff just turns over so fast. And and the Falcon fans will be back on board, just like Braves fans have a level of optimism right now that is unparalleled. I've been reading a lot about the Dodgers. They have a lot of question marks about, yes, they've spent an insane amount of money, but I think if you look top to bottom and you look at, you know, starting pitching and you look at depth in the lineup, even though they've got three superstars, right? Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and um, Shohei. Ochoa. Shohei, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Braves still have their lineup. So my point is the, the beauty of what we do is the seasons come up on each other, and I think uh, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of stories to be super excited about the Braves, and, and we know what that means around here, that the battery will start getting packed in the summertime, and all those things are, are playing themselves out. Um, Mike Johnson brought something up this morning within that press conference that – it's just a foregone conclusion that the quarterbacks that are on the roster now 
likely will not be, or at least two or three. Um, and it made him uncomfortable. Did you get that vibe in there, or do we all just assume, like, uh, yeah, we're getting a quarterback? Like, that's the assumption. Yeah, I mean, Did I Did you th- find it weird how they were just talking about As him? if Desmond Ritter didn't exist? Yes, Is that what you mean? Abs- that's what Mike said, and I found an in- mm-hmm. interesting take. I think him. it was, you know, refreshing that they addressed that we're going to have to go find a quarterback. And certainly Desmond Ritter, that's not a good moment for him. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be a- – fine as a backup. I don't, maybe they don't think he, he's good enough to do that, but I saw Desmond Ritter win a number of games, which is all you can ask for from a backup. Yeah. Desmond Ritter's a backup and quarterback. And affordable. And a third-round pick. Yeah. Exactly right, Absolutely Sandra. Right. You're right, because because backup quarterbacks yeah. going rate is significant, right? Can be the you know millions and millions of dollars. Just ask Matt Schaub and other guys that you know uh, didn't have to play and made a ton of money. I think, I think that Raheem Morris has to look at... Uh, Desmond Ritter and say, are you good enough to be our backup quarterback if something happens to our starter? I thought the conversation yesterday with uh, with Drew Butler, it kind of all came home mm-hmm. to me like, you know, why am I talking about cap space? And why am I talking about, you know, you don't want to overspend on Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson? You need an adult in the room under center. And, and the number eight pick, especially if you go defense, especially if you go to some of the guys that are being talked about by the Falcons at eight, you don't want to give that pick up, Sandra. You just don't. And in order to get up in the draft to start talking about the likes of Jaden Daniels or you know Drake May or or ju- trade for Justin Fields, you're going to give up, you know, an, a ridiculously high draft pick that fell in your lap. As opposed to maybe saying if Kirk Cousins out there for sixty million, seventy million for two years, okay, like Drake London and Kyle Pitts and and Bijan and and company need a legitimate guy under center. It's two years. They need a real man in that huddle yes. to get this thing going. Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter is what you've had to go out and, like, we go show up at the, at the uh, Mercedes-Benz, and we look out there, and those are the guys trotting out of the tunnel as our leader? It didn't work, and you've done that, and it didn't work. Yeah, so That's the other thing I was thinking about. I was watching a bunch of NFL Network last night as that um, opening night, media night, was going on, and they were just talking about quarterbacks in these top three off the board. Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Dan. One of them could be a C.J. Stroud. None of them could be a C.J. Stroud. Two of three. W- one it's of, a crapshoot is One of point. them is going to be a huge bust. We just don't know at least which one. of the three. Yeah, at least. I mean, 50% normally is at the top of the draft. Just go around the league and and, and just take a look at it. And and the, what's amazing is you can analyze Terry Fontenot and you can analyze Thomas Dimitrov and you can analyze all the GMs in the world and all the scouting departments. And the fact is it is incredible with all the science and technology and game film and metrics and interviewing and and pro days and all those things that it is literally like walking up to a betting window in Las Vegas where they've set a line and you lay down your money and you pay your vig and guess what there's a 50% chance that bet cashes like if you bet the Chiefs this weekend yep. and there's a 50% chance it doesn't and that seems incredible with the amount of analysis including a college career right i mean go look at Jaden Daniels doesn't matter Right, doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So, like, we're going to get crazy as fans and say you blew it, but these are smart people that still have no ability to really be able to tell who to take. So, um, you know, I think that they've got to figure that out 
and and over the next month and a half, watching how the Falcons make their quarterback decision, watching what they do in the draft, and seeing now the rumors that are floating that Chicago is not going to pass on Caleb, Caleb. Williams. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to pass on a guy right. at number one that could be, you know, um, their their 15-year, 10-year starter, insert, yeah. right? It's the Ravens with Lamar Jackson where you don't worry about quarterback. It, it's uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs where you don't have to worry about quarterback. It's the Buffalo Bills where you don't have to worry about quarterback. It's the reason Buffalo's in there every year. Now, they haven't won it, right? Um, and there's a reason that San Francisco looked like they hit lightning in a bottle and found Brock Purdy. So, you know, I <laughs> and, and Brock Purdy's not being hyped like Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams being hyped like how do the Bears pass on that? Oh, my goodness. And they go back yeah. two years in terms of contract because Justin Fields' contract's up. You know, essentially a year you have to make a decision The other thing that's so interesting to me is this Cole Cal- Calvin Ridley piece of the puzzle here, y'all. Yeah. If he re-signs with them and then we get another two, which comes into play when it comes to a Justin Fields. I mean, all of that is yeah, so a interesting. Great point. I mean, you want to talk about draft equity yeah. and building this roster. And if you end up with Ridley going back to Jacksonville and we get a number two, then you're really going to have an offseason that is going to excite people. It's 932 on Sports Radio 929 the game. Quinn Snyder, I don't know what happened. We're going to move on. There's a lot we can do. If there ever was a day where we have a full show, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, if we can't entertain you for two hours, then there's a real problem, right? <laughs> when we come back, why Raheem Morris was a breath of fresh air and none of it really matters. And some folks did not like me bringing up a certain day in history. I'm here to tell you, I don't get emotional often. I'm not going to get grandstanding, but I'm going to tell you why I absolutely needed to ask a question. Those who try to forget history are destined to repeat it. We'll get to that when we come back. It's Steak and Sandra on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. More of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 940 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Steak and Sandra, thanks so much for being with us on a Tuesday morning. A lot to get to. Raheem Morris, the press conference, my exchange with Raheem that um, caused a little bit of reaction. It was a reaction, and we'll tell you about that (laughs) coming up. Let's do a quick college uh, take with a tailgate that we want to play the openers. Want to talk. It's oh. time to tailgate. No. Oh. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. I don't know if y'all are listening to the podcast, The Players Lounge with Aaron Murray and all the players from Georgia. It is excellent. If you're just driving around and want something to listen to, it's A+. Well, he had Carson Beck on. 
great take of just really kind of what drives us in life. Maybe it's just sometimes about, I was having a lot of fun. I think the biggest thing for me was kind of looking back at the season and realizing like how much fun I had. I hadn't gotten to play in so long, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to go out and play the game I love again. Um, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen if you, you know, do leave and you do make that decision to go to the draft and do all those things. And when I, like, like I said, when I look back at the season, I had so much fun, I was like, I, I mean, uh, what, what, what do I have to lose, you know, mm -hmm. come back and, you know, do it all over again. Yeah. So. Isn't it that true? Just like sometimes, isn't that just it? Oh, and I have an NIL deal in a Lamborghini. Well, yeah, that, that, that also. Listen, it. I've said it for years as we get older, and I'm a man in his 50s, um, and Sandra, you can relate as well. Like your high school years, Rusty mm -hmm. talks about winning that championship at Rome, the, the people and relationships. Like, you know, I, it's great that you have this um, this deal up the street with um, basketball. The kids that go right into the academy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. With uh, what? Why am I not getting the name? Oh, overtime elite, overtime right? Overtime elite. And that's fun, and that's sexy, and but there's no real competition. It's not like playing Parkview. Uh, playing Brookwood, you know, when Jeff Francoeur is growing up or, or when Roswell or when, you know, Mill Creek is in a – like, those are your high school teammates. These are your college teammates. Sometimes these will be, when you're Best 60 times. and 70, yeah. the greatest times of your life. And I think the more people are reminded of that, like, it doesn't get any better than living in Athens and hosting Tennessee on your campus and, you know – uh, 95,000 people there, and you come out of the tunnel as the, you know, the biggest deal on campus and then go whooping their butt. Like I'm you just going to go pull in and have a dinner at Chuck's in my Lamborghini. I'm not kidding. On Twitter, he ha Dude, he's standing. Shout, shout out to Carson That's what Beck. he's driving? Uh, Carson Beck just got a Lamborghini Urus per Performante. I'm not saying it right, obviously. Yeah, this was last night. Yeah, no, okay. So now there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. College. You know what else is fun? Dude, this is Driving just a Lamborghini. Insane. All right, quickly, uh, Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator, Ohio State University. For how long? Rumors are reports out of the Boston Herald that Bill O'Brien is a front runner with details yeah. to follow to be the head coach of Boston College. They're working on the contract, see if they can come to a uh, decision. They lost their head coach to Green Bay. That's right, right? defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. Jeff uh, Hatley, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, listen, that's fine. I mean, I don't know how you're ever going to win at Boston College. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know thing. how you have it. You don't have enough. You don't have enough, NI, you don't have enough nil money. You don't have enough support. Yeah. Uh, if Billy wants to take that job, he's from Boston, and uh, he loves that area. So maybe that has something to do with it. And that is the tailgate. So the Raheem Morris press conference yesterday, probably three or four times as many people that were at the Arthur Smith firing press conference, which was with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, which was a dour, dark evening over there at the Arthur Blank Foundation. This was, you know, over at the stadium in the uh, press area where they do the post-game conversations mm -hmm. anyway. And Raheem Morris, first thing he said, he came out there and looked at everybody and goes, what's everybody's problem? Why y'all look like that? Why you give me that, you so know, stressed. why you give me, why you look so stressed out, right? <laughs> Why you give me that kind of stare, Day Day? You were right in the front row, right? Yeah. So were you giving him? Uh, were you giving? Were you, were you eyeballing him or something? No, 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 not an eyeball. Just wanted to show that. Listen, I am here to take whatever you have to say very seriously. Well, so just wanted to be. Uh, you wanted to be a journalist. Journalist. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So at some point, 
I ask the question. You want me to talk about why I asked it? Or, well, or- there was a little uproar from folks going, why do you keep bringing up 28-3? Which, you know, that was on the internet yesterday. Big time. Barstool has to drop it. They showed the, the meme of Tom se- Brady. Seven-year anniversary? Seven-year, mm-hmm. Yesterday. I don't keep bringing it up at all. Raheem Morris was on the sideline for the seminal moment in the history of the Atlanta Falcons franchise. Okay? I would argue it might be the seminal moment in the history of Atlanta sports, okay? It defines our personality. It defines the Falcon fans. If you don't understand what the trauma of that day and how it has shaped the Falcons fans, then you're coming into a city that that you're naive to, and he's not naive to it. He was on the sideline. And my point is, you know, you don't say you can't ever mention wide right in Buffalo, you know, Georgia, second and 26, guess why we don't talk about it? Because they won a title three years later, mm-hmm. and it exercised that moment. In Boston, the Red Sox fans were defined by 86 years and Bill Buckner. That defined them, okay? The Atlanta Falcons are defined by 28-3. to three. And in my eyes, the anniversary, bring it up, I don't even know, like, what. my point is, how unbelievable would it be to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons winning a Lombardi trophy after having to be on that sideline. And do you understand what that would mean to this city? That was my point. I, I totally got it, and I liked, I liked the question. I just thought you should have let him finish. Oh, he was wow. trying to wow. So I'm wondering how much appreciation you have for the, for the pain of that moment and how it shaped some of the Falcon fans. And if you allowed yourself to think about for yourself and the fans of Atlanta – and the folks that have been through what, what that was, uh, what it would be like to kind of uh, bring it all back home and you be a part of that and what it would mean for this community. You won the award for best dress, by the way. You got it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It is a part of coming home, right? That 2016 loss, it, it stings as, as, as bad as anyone I've ever had. Actually, the worst I've ever had. I was glad he corrected On a stinging that, momentum, right? And to be able to come back here and get some, some real cool redemption, right? I want to watch Arthur Blank work done. Some of these guys hold up that trophy. Do you now, think? Yeah. Do you think you have? You a, let me finish. Oh, sorry. You're going to ask a question before I get finished. <laughs> oh, it was a I'm pause. That was a dramatic really, pause. I'm trying to give you these real yeah, cool, here we dramatic go. pauses, <laughs> yes. and you just don't want to buy in. <laughs> but. That moment for us and our fans. So that just, is such an organic, real moment for both of you. Yeah, it's hilarious. By the way, I asked him the question to get that dr- well, dramatic. Right, right. I wanted him to say. He was. That's thoughtful. why I asked it. He was thoughtful. Now again, I had another thought about the roster, and I, I was like, "Is he done?" Because thanks for Bo, who was there also. That I, I thought he was done. He was just getting himself. You know, like listen, any great communicator, orator. They use dramatic pause. They use up and down, you know, uh, cadence, mm-hmm. and that's what he was doing. But you know, I have ADHD. That that little that was a uh, moment. Th- that yeah. two seconds there, right? I tell my friends when I take a breath, you better get in, or else you're not going to have a lot to say. Zadie, <laughs> were you worried for me in that scenario, or are you? I mean, what were you thinking when that? Uh, in all honesty, man, like how could you not laugh at the I moment? Burst you out know what I'm saying? It was it was classic <laughs> stuff, bro. 
Every time I'm at a press conference, we get some kind of a storyline, right? Oh, it's so great. Either Arthur chastising me years ago, I'm going to tell you for the fourth time. Right, fifth when, or sixth time. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So, so listen. Good I, job. That I, was a good job, and I thought it was a great question. And, and I wanted him to give us that. I was thinking soundbite. Tell us that your dream is to be standing on the field and and handing the Lombardi Trophy to Arthur Blank and exercising the demons, which will never be exercised in this city until we win a Super Bowl. Just like in Buffalo, why I was pulling for the Bills so hard this year, like they've been through it. Four straight Super Bowl losses, um, the wide right, the 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 pain of being a, a – and, and, and every fan base has their moments, but the Falcons now own the all-timer. I agree. And, and, and you have to – you know, I, sometimes I do get asked by coaches when they come to town if I grab a coffee with them or something. I said, you need to understand our city. Yeah, you need to understand how we're built here. Like they may say, seven million, you know, six million transplants. That is what I love about Raheem when he kept bringing up it feels like home. Yeah. Um, it, he does know what it feels like. He has been through it. He knows what six losing f- seasons feels like. He, you know, the other part that jumped out at me is what this envy he kept saying for Les Snead and Sean McVay and watching that development and their relationship and how it yeah. was just this rhythm. He called it. Those two had a rhythm, and I just thought that's a great way to put it. So then, if you're watching he and Terry Fontenot yesterday taking the photos and the FaceTimes and, you know, chemistry, you cannot create it. You cannot create good chemistry and trust between somebody. It has to be organic. So what I'm hoping and praying is that Sean McVay and, excuse me, um, Terry Fontenot and Raheem can become that. Yeah. Listen, you had it with Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov, but so much – is predicated on winning, right? I thought Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov were the pair. Right. Kind of like-minded. Yeah. Kind of younger guys. They they would complete each other's sentences. They were completely right. and, were on the and same and page. all of it works. Until it un- didn't. Un- until you're not winning. Right. You know, yeah. I just had this conversation with, with a guy very close to the Falcons who said, listen, Arthur Blank is the most philanthropic owner maybe in the entire National Football League. The amount of money he gives away, the amount of commitment he's made to the community. Arthur Blank wants to win money. All that stuff doesn't matter to the fans. What? And it's great that we have that owner because a lot of NFL owners don't do any of that stuff. But all that matters to the fan is Ws. Everything around the business of professional football is defined by wins. There's no way around it. You don't keep great chemistry around and and you know unless you're winning. And great chemistry with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov went away when both of them were scrambling at the end because you're losing. You're losing. That's right. And then, you know, you And those contracts came up and the bad signings. I mean, it You went know, down Arthur ugly. says Julio's going to be a Falcon for life. And Devontae that, Freeman, that one was even before Julio. The yeah, terrible contract. contract. And then and then you're saddled with Matt Ryan, um, which is just a reality. Matt Ryan had to be paid. That was the going rate, right. but it was going to be 20% of your entire payroll. And then you're like, well, when I see Dan Quinn and I see Thomas, I think about 28 to 3, and now and we're losing, and now I see these contracts, and now guess what? That chemistry it's doesn't over. matter. It's, over. it's like you and I know. We've been to enough of these, Sandra. That was wonderful yesterday. I love that Raheem Morris is going to make it fun for us in the media. I told Carl Dukes and Mike Bell, I went in to see them after the press conference. I was like, dude, you guys are so lucky. 
you're going to get 20 weeks of that Wednesday sit-down at Flowery Branch, and those interviews are going to be awesome. But at the end of the day, none of it matters. If you don't go find a quarterback that can win, if Kyle Pitts truly is a bust where you took him and you, you know, you're not going to get what you, what you need out of him, if you can't find a pass rusher, like, Please God. right? I mean, yes. then none of it matters. So you got this, you got this incredibly engaging personality. I, you know, I was on the Raheem bandwagon weeks ago saying that's probably the guy they're going to need to hire because, you know, he's not Bill Belichick, but he's coached before. And I think all of it looks good. But, like, you got to have the players. Got to have the players. You got to have Joey Bosa. You got to have Christian McCaffrey. You got to have Debo Samuel. You got to have Travis Kelsey. You got to have Pat Mahomes, right? I did like the part yesterday where he was asked about the, or, or I guess he volunteered about the assistants that worked under Arthur that li- wanted to stay, right. wanted to, to work with Raheem. I think I, that's a real good sign. You didn't see an exit stage left out of Flowery Branch for those folks. No, they wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted to see if Raheem Morris was going to get the job. I loved it when he goes, "Just call me." Come on now, yeah. Terry, call me. Yeah. Arthur, it's not hard. I'm Just ready. call me. Yeah, he knew. I love that he said, uh, Bijan and Drake, like, let's go. You know, he, I love how people stupid. are like, he didn't mention Kyle Pitts. He didn't mention Chris Lindstrom. He di- okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah, that's the other thing. People First look- of all, Matt Ryan, what he said yesterday. All right, we're going to play that when we come back. Very exciting to watch Matt Ryan on that big old set in front of the Bellagio. There Did you is. see any of it? Woo! I saw what you sent us. We're going to play Matt yeah. Ryan. I'd love to hear from the fans. A lot of things we've been kicking around, including my asking the question about 28. Do you really believe that our city is defined a little bit? Now, again, we get Georgia and the Braves, so we're not defined by that loss, but it's the seminal moment in sports in our city. Uh, How do you feel about Raheem yesterday? Where are you as a Falcons fan? 404-726-0929. I'll get you on and off quick. 404-726-0929. We'll hear from Matt Ryan as well. Fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 929 The Game. 